0: Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bob Bernie Live.
1: Oh my goodness, I was gonna do this right at the beginning of the program. I have i gotta make something clear, all right? I uh, I tested all of you yesterday. If you were listening earlier in the program, I issued a test. And you all failed it except one. I went on the program yesterday and I said, Happy Sadie Hawkins Day. And I made a big deal out of it. I asked Jeff if he had ever heard of Sadie Hawkins. And I went through, it was from Little Abner and Al Cap and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Happy Sadie Hawkins Day. It's when the girls uh, invite the boys on a date or the Sadie Hawkins dance and so on. And I went through all that just to test you, to see if any of you would discover Yesterday was not Sadie Hawkins' day. I wish that was the case, but it's not. I did not try to test you. I just blew it. I was wrong. Oh, my goodness, I was wrong. I don't know how in the world I got it in my head that Sadie Hawkins' day was on leap day, February 29th, but it it was in my brain... It was in my head. I looked up. Anyway, one of our listeners from Logan, right at the end of the program, called and told Jeff, "Uh, tell Bob today's not Sadie Hawkins Day. It's November something. And so when I went off the air, Jeff said, uh, uh, one of your listeners called from Logan, and he said, uh, today's not Sadie Hawkins Day. I said, yeah, it is. Of course it is. Yeah, of course. And so I got my phone out, and yesterday was not Sadie Hawkins Day. Oh, my goodness. I even put on Facebook yesterday morning. I said... A beautiful woman took me out to breakfast in honor of Sadie Hawkins Day. I put that on Facebook and I had all kinds of my Facebook friends said, "Oh, that's cool. That's great." Well, that's fun, yeah. Not one of them. So, I guess I shouldn't feel too bad. But so I I told Joyce that I'm not going to admit it. I'm just going to go on the air and say, "I tested you and you all failed." Well, no. I didn't. I was just, I was wrong. And that's the first time I've been wrong in, I don't know, 24 hours. (laughs) Anyway, it's not a big deal, but I apologize. No, yesterday was not Sadie Hawkins' day, and I have no idea how I got that in my head. I have no clue. I really don't. Oh, that was not one of my better LTD moments. Okay, it it was not, but it was fun. Now I got to, f- I got to find out when Sadie Hawkins Day is. It's easy to find. I think it's in November, and I am expecting joy to take me out to a nice place to eat on Sadie Hawkins Day. All right, all right, back back to important things. Joe Biden is slowly losing the mainstream media. And that is almost unthinkable. Because the mainstream media is so far to the left politically. I don't care who the candidate is. If they're liberal, the mainstream media loves them. I mean, uh, in the first two years... And I don't remember what the exact statistics are, but in the first two years of uh Donald Trump's presidency, uh it was like ninety it was it was over ninety percent of all news reporting about Donald Trump was negative. And check it out. That is a fact. All right. The news reporting for the first two years of Joe Biden Almost 80% positive. Now think about that. Donald Trump, 90% negative. Joe Biden, 80% positive. But it is becoming more and more evident that Joe Biden is declining physically and he is declining mentally. I mean, it's becoming more and more evident. And you remember on Wednesday of this week, President Biden had his annual physical, and his White House presidential doctor said, he's fine, he's fine, he's uh, for an 81-year-old, he's really healthy and uh, so on, and he can fulfill nothing about his mental ability. And with all the controversy about his cognitive abilities You would think, you would think that he would have surrendered to a cognitive test of some kind. He didn't. I think that tells you something. Well, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, you may recognize that name. Dr. Jennifer Ashton is the chief medical correspondent for ABC News, and she was recently on The View. Well, you know what The View thinks of Joe Biden. They love, 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 love Joe Biden. ABC News, love, 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 love Joe Biden. Well, Dr. Jennifer Ashton was shocked at the quote I am now quoting from her, the glaring omission in the physical report released to the public. What's she talking about? Here's what she said, and again, I quote. Again, this is ABC News chief medical correspondent. We do what's called a review of systems any time we do a physical exam on someone. That includes not only just general neurologic evaluation but a mental evaluation, a screening for depression or psychiatric illness, mental illness, anxiety, it was not in there. A cognitive exam was not in there. She said the report appeared to be comprehensive in the opinion of Biden's physician, but if you're a healthcare professional, you know what things have not been in there. The question is, can he do the job? And it looks like he can. Ashton said, I'm not his physician, but again, he does have a qualified physician, and it was a thorough report, but something is missing, a glaring omission. She was shocked that there was nothing in the physician's report about his cognitive abilities. Interesting. Interesting. All right, uh, before we go to the break, let's go to Ed in Springfield. It's Open Phone Friday. We can change topics at any time. Ed, welcome. You're on Bobberty Live. Thanks for calling. Just to follow up on what uh, Israel and and
0: I, uh, I think Biden is turning against Israel. And from what I've heard, he's threatening to not send any more arms to Israel until they 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 come out and go for a long stop in the fighting. And uh, that's going to kill the whole mess over there, and uh,
1: especially Israel when they're on the like, uh, way out to do something good for once. Well. Benjamin Netanyahu is not going to be bullied by anybody, including Joe Biden. Well, uh, there that, are that... there are many, many similarities between Benjamin Netanyahu and Donald Trump. Right, that's for sure. There are a lot of similarities, and that's why they got along so well. And I think Israel is in good hands with Benjamin Netanyahu. That's uh, good. Israel has compromised. They have given up. Uh, land for peace, land for peace. It has never worked. It never will work. And Benjamin Netanyahu has made it very clear, we're not compromising this time. We are not going to end. We're not going to stop until Hamas is completely destroyed and we are safe once again. So he's not going to buckle under to uh, Biden's, uh, Biden's pressure or the United Nations or anybody else. And good for him. And uh, you're right about the, uh, uh, in the old days when I was an engineer in the defense industry, I worked with some of those companies you worked for, and they were really more careful about how they did things. Yeah. All right, Ed, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, got to go into the break. All right, thanks. Have a good weekend. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Now, this is Friday, so we can talk about anything you want to. We can change direction, change topic. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. 877-262-5483.
0: on Twitter at twitter.com slash live.
1: How many times have you heard, it's good for thee, but not for me? Well, that's happening a lot with this illegal alien crisis. We've got all kinds of people on the left they're saying those nasty conservatives who want to keep people out of our country, who want to deport them, who want to shut down the border, they are mean, they are cruel, they have no compassion. Until, until those same illegal immigrants want to move in next door, in your backyard. And that's happening in Boston. Of course, Boston is a liberal left-leaning city. They are a sanctuary city. And the wealthy elite of Boston have said for a long time, bring them here. We're a sanctuary city. Well, until the uh, city of Boston began running out of room to shelter the illegal immigrants, And so they are turning to an office building that just happens to be empty right now. But it's right in the middle of an elite residential community. Yeah, upscale, you know, higher rent district. And all of a sudden, they're not so excited about illegal immigrants coming to their city. Here's a headline, Boston's wealthy elite outraged over new shelter for illegal immigrants in their neighborhood. Quote, Boston residents living in one of the city's most expensive neighborhood area are outraged over the city turning an office building into an emergency shelter for illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wealthy Bostonians have expressed severe grievances about the decision at a community meeting on Tuesday evening of this week, and yet state officials had no answers for them. Residents of Fort Point in the seaport are not happy about the idea of illegal immigrants living among them in the sanctuary city. Among the greatest concerns were safety and security. really? People that haven't been vetted, people that we don't know anything about you 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 mean we really should be concerned about safety and security? Yeah uh Brian Curley, a resident in the community, told wBz TV. State officials did not give a voice to the community before making this decision. He went on to the local TV outlet. I think there's a lot of angry residents who feel the same way I do. uh, Pardon me. Let me start over. I think there's a lot of angry residents who feel the same way I do. That this was being forced on us. The office space owned by the Unitarian Universalist Association (laughs) Uh, will house 80 illegal immigrants uh, since a local shelter has overflowed. Uh, Then it gives the address of the uh, shelter and and so forth. Well, yeah. Bring them in. Let them come across the southern border. Just don't let them live next door to me yeah interesting and i found this story interesting as well headline from cnn cdc the centers for disease control cdc drops 5-day isolation guidance for covid-19 moving away from previous key strategy to quell infections People who test positive for COVID-19 no longer need to routinely stay away from others for at least five days, according to the new guidelines from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued today. the The change ends a strategy from earlier in the pandemic that experts said had been important to controlling the spread of the infection. It is time for me now to say almost everything we were told was wrong. We were told, you test positive for COVID, you can't go around anybody for five days. You have to isolate yourself in your home. You can't go outside of your house. You can't be around family. You can't be around friends. You can't go back to work. You have to isolate yourself. Now they're saying, eh, 24 hours. 24 hours. Um, the CDC now says people who have had COVID-19 should stay home until they've been fever-free for at least 24 hours. So they've gone from five days to 24 hours. Now, granted, many people have developed natural immunity to COVID-19. But we already knew that. Here's... My point. It was settled science. You got to isolate yourself for five days. Why? Well, because we said so. But why? Because uh, that's what you have to do. But why? Don't question, just obey. Um. More and more and more, we're learning. Almost everything we were told about COVID was wrong. Almost, not everything, but almost everything.